It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who has the sense to know that sometimes less is more, unless it is actually less, in which case, more is more. Isn't that right, Merman? Sure. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. And we can never get enough more of Murray. Thanks to all of them supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And we will watch it if it is played in any cinema in the world. Now, even Portugal? Even most likely always in Portugal. Even Iran? If it played in Iran, we want to see it. You don't have to dare us to see it if it played in Iran. Huh. Yeah. Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe too. You name it, we'll watch it. Iceland. We had we had a dare that only played in Iceland. Cuba? So there you go. Cuba? Well, Cuba. Sure, why not? We're not American. We can do this. Right. We can do things. We can smoke cigars here. Well, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Canyon Meadows. Can you dig it? Show me what you got. Yeah, you know, um... We had a bit of a weird week this week. It's a little, it's a little weird. I want to say. Was it? Yeah, because we got uh, movies that went to cinema, straight to cinema, which mm, we saw. Yep. We saw movies that came to VOD and cinema at the same time, mm. and they were also released last year overseas. Yes. <laughs> and then we got one that uh, we got surprised we didn't know was happening, but that you still saw it. So this is good. We got. We got a big content this week. It's four movies. That's a lot of movies. You're welcome, listeners. It's, you know, it's what we do. We find those movies so that you don't have to know. Have to watch them. Yeah, or, or you don't have to watch it in case of a lot of what we watched this week. <laughs> so the first one we saw was, what's that now? The long-awaited... Creed, Creed 3. Has It's not like a... not Nothing to do with the, the Christian rock band. Like, or even the semi-Christian rock band. They're pretty much Christian. Super Christian rock band? I think they're pretty Christian. Uh, maybe. 
No. Take me what do you think he was talking? Where is higher? Where do you think I thought he was, get, was going? I thought it was the weed, man. No. I mean, when I was listening wants, to that, I was he's doing talking weed. heaven, my friend. I thought it like, was heavy metal. Can it take me? Right <laughs> no, you're anyway. you're completely wrong. Well, I listened to that song so high so many times that really. I, I think I saw Jesus once. <laughs> that's, I guess that's what they were going for. <laughs> well, then it's perfect. So it's not that. It's a different creed. It is. It is. Uh, creed 3 is a familiar story that we have seen many times before. Retired athlete gets pulled back into competition by his past in an attempt to seek some sort of redemption. This was every Rocky movie all in one. So if you're looking for an original story, you have come to the wrong place. Overall, this delivers to those who are looking forward to it. <laughs> For those that went to this and were, uh, you know, were observing it with an objective eye, I cannot imagine they came out feeling that they had seen anything of substance. Plus, I am sorry, Michael B. Jordan is not up to sharing the screen with Jonathan Majors. Jordan is a turnip and Majors is a superstar. Major's performance as Damian Anderson made this film worth watching, but it also exposed Jordan as he was not up to sharing the screen with a, such a force of nature. But I will say, in the final showdown where the crowd disappears and it's just Creed versus Dame in an empty arena with some interesting CGI choices, at least that was original and a total swing for the fences. It was a total failure but at least Jordan was taking chances in his directorial debut. Let me be clear. I did not like this movie, but... Well, you and your fucking butts. Majors is so great as Dame, and I enjoyed oh, every second he was on please screen as he just outclassed there. everybody else. Please don't go there. He is a superstar, star, and please on his there. shoulders alone, he made this a meh for me. He was... Freaking awesome. Yeah. But did you hear the dialogue that was coming out of his mouth? Because the dialogue was awful. It wasn't great, but he, you, you know what? He sold it to me. This guy have, you, is such a good actor. You have to stop I want to go watch Devotion now, which I had no plans in watching him fly around in an airplane. He was, I already saw a bad airplane movie this he, year. He, he he was good in that. that but you know what? Maverick, Devotion still wasn't. <laughs> that was last year. Whatever. Well, Devotion was last year, too. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm going to go watch it now because I, I want to see more Jonathan Majors. I think he, this guy is is real. Like, he's special. Yeah, I would I would agree. Mm. But an actor doesn't make a movie. I'm sorry. It made it mad for me because I enjoyed his performance so much. This is like the worst rating system you've created in your <laughs> mind. Like, I'm just saying it's the worst. Meh. Because the movie was absolutely pathetic. It was meh. No, it was no the movie, not the acting performance but by the, one actor. But Jonathan Majors was so good. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah okay, so it made well. it What did you think of it? You know what? I was gonna do like a full-on review of it, but you know what? I just take a few notes when I was watching it because I wanted this to really be passionate about the emotions that I had. Like when I walked out of the theater and I thought I was gonna murder myself, you, every patron that was in the <laughs> cinema, the manager at the Cineplex, the person sorting the popcorn, the little girl that was playing the video game, the mother of the little girl outside who was freezing, trying to get back in and she didn't know how to use which doors to entrance because only of the three sets of doors that were opening, only one was fucking open. Only one was and locked. And <laughs> when I walked out of there, I wanted to murder every single one of those people and then 
bring back to life the little girl and her mom and then re-kill them. I was so upset while watching this. This testosterone-filled punch fest was exactly every single thing I predicted it would be. And every scene was pretty much also predictable. Again, they have a convenient storyline that has a past event that can't be shared until later in the movie, which was really not a big reveal. It was like, oh, there's this thing that happened between me and yeah. the other dude, and so uh, I can't really share what that happened was. And then when they do share it, it's like, that didn't even make any difference anyway. No, it didn't. Every single scene that they were together, to your point, it was like watching um, David and Goliath, except for, <laughs> in this case, it was Goliath was just destroying him. Mm. And, you know, there's, see, there's another Jesus reference, just for, or Jesus. Bible reference. Um, yeah, every boxing story line thrown in to this plot. We had Rocky. Oh, we yeah. had Rocky 2. Oh, yeah. We had Rocky 3. We did. We had Rocky 4. Yep. We had Rocky 5. We had Rocky Balboa. We had Creed 1. We had Creed 2. Whatever other Creed Rocky mashup sex party orgy that they're going to put together in the next fucking Creed movie is going to be exactly the same movie as this one. There's nothing original. There's And your concept of a, a original concept of a CGI battle that was the most it was annoyingly just, stupid. It was, it was horrible. I, I literally turned to Murray when I said that. So you know, Murray, the only thing missing from this terrible CGI crap fest a, that they just created. Chance, he no, took a chance. No, you know, there was no chance. It was just like, you know what? I can't figure out how to do this without doing slow me motion. Meeting? So I said... <laughs> I said, Murray, you know what is missing from this movie that we haven't seen yet in every other fucking boxing movie is when they both go in for a punch to each other Same and then time. they free do it in slow motion. And not sooner had I said that, happened. exactly <laughs> happened exactly like I said. That's Plus, so on top of that, one of the things that should have... You, you, you talk about counterbalance. We've got Mrs. Huxtable, a.k.a. Felicia oh, Rashad in this. So and she would outweigh anything that could ever have been possible. Like her performance in this alone is makes this a rage, but it was bad. How about, yeah, exactly. So whatever, whatever he was doing on the good side with every good, there's evil. So yeah, you're, and that's you're, why it's not Mondo. Cause yeah. there was a lot of bad in it, uh, but there was, there was one tremendous there was, performance. There was all bad in this. The storyline made absolutely no sense, but if it did start to make sense, it was conveniently placed. And that why makes, was Creed, like, sense. okay, so if you've never seen the other Creeds, which I happen to, but I have to be hypercritical, if you're gonna make a movie and you wanna try and tell a story in that time frame, it you can't is. put things in there to assume, like to me this, the presumptiveness for them to think, oh, you know, Murray, as we're watching this movie, we should have seen and known what happened in Creed 1 and 2 because, you know, we didn't get to see it in cinema, so we assume you bought it and it took it home as a fucking box set. It wasn't necessary. So how the hell... Yeah, no, because one of the major things in this is they show him and his mom's relationship, and you're thinking to yourself the whole time, What's, where'd the group home come in? That's what I was about his to mom's, say. His mom's, Murray hadn't seen these. So Murray's sitting there going, hey, why is I don't remember like, the first He's like, one. well, you have, to, you have to go back and watch one and two, or at least buy them because, like, you know, oh, to yeah. make sense of this movie. Again, another ah, thing. It's you're a minor quip. No, it's not a minor quip because put I'm in perspective. I'm not going to defend this movie. You, you are bad. trying to defend this it's movie. It's a terrible movie. And I'm not even finished yet. So I let just, me continue this 
this. I just like huge, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, so do I. I love Jonathan Majors. I want him in everything. I wish he replaced every single person in that movie. It could have been like, um, what's that uh, Martin Lawrence movie where he's Big Mama's house or when they play 72 characters. That would have been better. If he played Creed, Creed's mom, Creed's kid, everybody he just have him, have Jonathan Majors in there. It would have been absolutely perfect. Fighting himself. <laughs> Plus... Yes. Another gap that we've seen, and you and I talked about this afterwards, and I know you're going to disagree, right. but having old people come back to be all of a sudden with one fight becomes the boxing champion of the world and getting belts. I know you're going to say, well, George Foreman Big George did it. Foreman did Yeah, it. but they're both retired. Like, first off, that's not how the whole boxing community Which, works. Which, by the way, good news for you. There's George, a George Foreman's Foreman coming back. Bi- no, there's a George Foreman movie coming out. This I know year. there is. And we're going. Oh yeah, we're going. <laughs> and I'm hoping we get to his, see his grill. So I'm. You know what? This this happened in Rocky too. There's no way a 40 or a 50 or a 60 or even a 37 year old is going to get in the ring with a 24 year old who's who's completely cut and like it's just this concept is just idiotic. Plus, this is what broke me. And I, we're, we're just about to start the training montage, right. which Murray which informed one? me was 10 minutes. I felt by the time I got to this fucking training montage, I was so sick to my stomach. I f- first, I thought, well, how can I get out of here for this? Because I know there's going to be a training montage and I knew it was coming right about then. And as I'm about to walk outside to literally throw up for a good five minutes straight, sure enough, there's a training montage. When I came back, it was still going, still, by yeah. the way. So it took 10... This training montage took 10 minutes. All right. This movie was way too it's, long. It's a Rocky movie. Yeah. No, no it was not. A, it was yeah, a Creed. It is. This, it was, was, this was Rocky it was Part a, 8. It was, no, a, it was a Creed. This is Rocky 8. No. So, you know, ultimately... Or 9. I don't even know what they're on. Ultimately, every foreshadowing in this was redone a hundred times. This movie has not one original scene, even though you think CGI oh, that, is original. That, no, <laughs> I don't know. think CGI is original, but I think that was an original... Th- thing that he did idea it, that he and it was and it was it was horrible he didn't pull it off at all it was just terrible yeah, the, it was laughably bad but i respect the fact that he took a shot <laughs> no plus did this, i mention jonathan majors was excellent yeah yeah, yeah again i remember when i said your rating system is idiotic so you know the only reason that this movie exists yes. in my opinion is so they can move, make, and as much as I am 100% supportive yep. that they put a person in here who is deaf. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact they were using sign language, mm-hmm. which I was actually following along, by yep. the way. And um, that part I'm supportive of. But to basically create a character so that you can now do another pass down, like every other it's Rock Creed's kid. We're probably going to get a movie three three times from now that Rocky's grandsons comes out, probably. and he's a. It's like these just need to end. And for when people like you give it anything but a one out of ten stars, or in our case, this movie broke me. And I've only walked out of one two movies in my life out of cinemas. Mm. And I had to leave this at least for ten, five minutes because I was going to be liz- literally physically sick. Yeah, it was all this right. is the this is this is my worst film of the year. This is a rage. Ray, what'd you think? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Ditto. Three, three, <laughs> or as I like to call it, Rocky Three 
Nice. If you've seen Rocky 3, you've seen this film. Champ gets soft slash retires. There was no CGI in Rocky 3. Untrained. That's because it was real cinema back then. Yeah, back then. Uh, Untrained and angry challenger from the streets. Yes. Um, Somebody gets knocked out early. Mm. Somebody dies. Well, we don't know if he dies, did we? No. No, he was back in... Oh, you're right. Somebody dies. Somebody dies in both those movies. Oh, right. He's a different person, but somebody died in both those movies. Still an old person. I get it. Yeah. Training montage, training montage, training montage. Yeah. It's a staple. And a final battle where the hero wins. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, You're supposed to say spoiler alert and then say whatever. You got it backwards. Like you didn't see it coming. Like he's going to lose. I'm sorry. I don't. There's no way Dame loses to that freaking creed. Exactly. There's no no way. (laughs) My point. My point exactly. Unlike my two colleagues. I mostly enjoy sports movies. What? I e- like sports even movies. Even the predictable ones. I had so many problems with this movie. The biggest being no Rocky. But he's dead. This No, he's not. He's this not is dead? This cancerous. film in the series, and the first one without Stallone. Do you want to know why? Why? I think they mentioned his name once, maybe in passing. They mentioned it. Upon further research. Oh, Murray, I love your research. I found out, even though Stallone is credited as a producer yes, on the film. He was. He wanted no part of it. What? He didn't like the direction the story was going, that it was too dark. He actually said in interviews, you can look it up, that he will never watch this film. Well, I really wish I silly. hadn't. An even sadder fact is that Sylvester Stallone doesn't own the rights to the character Rocky Balboa. Why should he? Why should he? Because sure he, he got... wrote the script. He, yeah. he invented Rocky. I'm sure he got a payoff at some point. Yeah, Not enough, apparently. But because of a deal he made with the devil, Winkler, 45 years ago. Henry Winkler? No. Oh. Or, I think his name is Erwin. That wasn't uh, Henry he's like Winkler. 93 years Henry old too. now. So basically, he had no control over the story. He has no he has no rights to his own character. All right. Uh, this is basically because he was young and didn't know much about business, so he yep. basically signed a thing he shouldn't have signed. Yep. And this guy was such an asshole, he basically wouldn't like even work with him. Okay. So they went a totally different direction. So yes, yeah, Stallone's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch this. Hmm. Like, you know, good luck to Michael B. Jordan. But it's like, right. yeah, so Rocky's basically, in effect, he's dead. Yeah. Which is okay by me. I thought all the Rocky anyway, movies so this were terrible. Did, this so. really sat with me too. Because like, yeah, he's got a producer credit. Basically, has nothing to do with the film. And I guarantee he makes zero money off of it. So well, that's good. What's the point? He produced it. He'll make something. Yeah, if he's put up there as a producer, he didn't get nothing. Yeah, he's getting money. He's not an executive producer. He's a producer. I don't know. Um, yeah, I so do. so the movie. Uh, yeah, Tessa Thompson, for her small part, was solid enough. She's all right. I like her. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, as always, was a Mr. Potato-like chameleon, or as you call him, a turnip. Yeah, yeah he can't be Mr. Potato because that's already titled. Just, I, I, for, I forgot what you called him. I didn't want to call him a rutabaga, but I didn't know what, a, what <laughs> rutabaga what, and a turnip. Is I don't know the same what you thing. called him. I want to be didn't want to do anything racist, so I just called him Mr. Potato. Yeah, um, he basically showed one emotion the entire film. Though the scenes with his deaf daughter were cute. 
As for Kang the Conqueror, a.k.a. Jonathan Majors, who looks like he's been punched about a dozen times in the face, by the way. Uh, well, he was better in this than he was in Ant-Man. Yes, he was. <laughs> I liked him in Ant-Man. Uh, his rage and pure villainy reminded me of Mr. T. Look it up, kids. Uh, in short, this movie was basically recycled crap from the first five Rocky movies with nothing original to add. So I have to give it a rage. Of course I do. Because it is. Uh, I just have one question. Well, actually, I have two now. You brought another one up. If Drago's kid, who was put in the hospital earlier in the film, could spar with Creed and basically beat the crap out of him and almost knock him out, why the hell couldn't he fight the champ? He was like twice the size of Creed, and he was obviously healed. That's different. He should. It's he's the one that should have. He's the one that should have fought. Because anyway. the because the movie's it, called it was Creed Lazy Writing. Three. And, nah. and yeah, I that saw. That happens. I saw the first Creed a long time ago. I didn't see the second one, other than the fact I know Drago comes back. But I have no freaking idea why the son of Apollo Creed was in a group home. Yeah. When he obviously has two parents. Yeah. There's and a I think he only finds out halfway through the first film that he actually is a Creed. I don't know what the deal with that was. He like, did Apollo just drop him off? He doesn't have two parents. Apollo's dead. What are you talking about? But is Apollo not his father? Yeah. So he's, he's, he's his like but, heir, right? So why was he in a group home? Like why, was, why wasn't he raised by the mother? I, I, I don't know. See, you don't know. Lazy and, writing. Yeah, thank you, Murray. Don't include uh, it if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, rage. Oh, they just had it. Nice. I love it. Rage. Oh, yeah. yeah you know what? It, it's unfortunate. I will, I will say one thing. Kang is looking pretty weak right now because he's now been beaten by Killmonger and Ant-Man. That's true. There's so many people he's been killed by. And it's just so, how, how is this guy going to be? Now, that there? was a movie I liked Michael G. Borden. Okay. Be Jordan in. He was awesome as Killmonger. Yeah, I wish know, he had killed the freaking Black Panther. But you know, you know, that's a whole other story. The but same. more, more importantly, talking about Ant Man, is if we kind of consider Ant Man the weakest of all the Avengers. <laughs> he pretty much is. Like, do you think that, uh, like, what's his name who has no powers? Like, um, well, the new Captain America has the, no powers. Yeah, the the guy with the arrows, oh, the Hawkeye. Arrow <laughs> you think Hawkeye could beat him in a hand to hand fight? Robin Hood. I don't know. He's got a pretty bad record right now. Yeah. So. So far, I mean, what are we? What are we afraid of? There's a yeah. thousand of them. Kill we just man. put a bunch of kids there. Ant Man and Killmonger beat him. So yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, Kill, like, Killmonger but there's a thousand of them. Apparently, you can time travel. So I guess we'll. Yeah. See. So you know, I liked Creed three just as much as I liked Ant Man's Quantum Manium. <laughs> Much. Yeah. So the movie that was, it was like playing in one cinema here, mm. but uh, also on VOD, yep. was the movie called To Leslie. That's my mom. Yeah. I love your mom. <laughs> she's great. I kind of think she's pretty awesome. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it wasn't. And I have her cell number. So when Bryce misbehaves, I just send his mom a text Good. and say, can you please rein this thing in? Mm. I'm telling. I'm calling her after the show to remind her that you gave this, you a, gave man this, this a man because of one acting performance, <laughs> which, which was awesome. Yeah. Okay. That made that changed the film. So Andrea Riseborough playing Leslie, also known as the lead in the amazing film Possessor, and Owen. Is think it's Teague? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Owen Teague as James, known for his biggest film, It and It 2. But where I fell in love with him was in Montana Story. Are amazing as mother and son. Throw in motherfucking Alice and Janney, and you have a character tour de force film for the ages. The story of a down in her luck mom who won the lottery and squandered it on booze and God knows what else, where she has isolated everyone in her life because of her drinking, including her son and mother. This is a film filled and I mean filled with dread and really shows how low someone can fall and how alcohol can affect the people in the worst ways possible, where it destroys everything and everyone in its path. And Leslie fails even after winning the lottery. So she wins the lottery right at the very beginning of the movie and it's just failure after failure, despite that or because of that, the alcohol took over her life and we get to see her after all that's left of her, which is basically a shell of a person. People give her one more chance and she squanders that. And after that, another and another and another. She's hardened and broken and pretty much is the kind of person that is trapped in her life without hope or to get out. But apparently her last hope comes in the form of a kind hotel manager mm. with a heart bigger than his brain. Mm. The film is really a redemption story filled with forgiveness and well-developed characters and country and Western music. <laughs> they had both country and Western, oh. Murray, you know, yes. those two separate genres. Yes. I loved, and I mean loved, the level of dread in in this film and the actors all did stellar stellar jobs every single one of them knocked it out of the park i did enjoy the journey we go on with this really unlikable person through most of the film but here's where the big butt comes in i like big butts i cannot lie did she have a big butt uh no no oh. not really no actually no she has not a not big butt at all I, f I kind of feel it was too long. And like most redemption films, there is a bit of a convenience factor and not wholly an all original idea. I liked a lot of this, but, and you know my measurement stick, I didn't cry when there was an opportunity that I should have. Mm. It was too long and the ending was puppies and roses and lollipops and children playing on unicycles. Um, which happened way too fast. And this dreadfilled character film could have just stayed just that. However, mm. we got a Disneyland ending mm. and it came upon too fast. The only reason I'm saying that the film was too long because I can watch a three hour dread fest and fully have a dread boner. But the problem with this is the pacing was really well through the whole film. When they got to the end, it's like they rushed the ending of the film and then they ended it in a way that wasn't huh. wasn't really to my liking, which which kind of ruined it for me. I really, really liked a lot about this uh, film. My uh, favorite line pretty much sums up our lead character, Leslie. How would you like it 
if people stood around watching you suffer? Asked by her son, James, mm. in reference to his, the zoo. And her response is, they do. Mm. It was meh. I liked it a lot. All right. To Leslie stars Andrea Riseborough in the titular role as a West Texas single mother who makes some bad life choices. The film starts with a high point of her life, and from there we fast forward to her making her way towards rock bottom. The film is very well acted with the likes of Owen Teague, Andre Royo, Allison Janney, and Stephen Root. But this is all about the performances of Andrea Riseborough and Mark Marone. While Riseborough is getting all the wahoo, she is matched in every scene with Marin's uh, performance. As Sweeney, Marin, for the first time I have seen, actually acts. Don't get me wrong, he is entertaining in everything I have ever seen him in, but he always plays a version of his stand-up persona. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically just him. Mm -hmm. But with Sweeney, Marin shows that he can inhabit a character effectively as his layered performance was pitch perfect. But back to Riseborough, whose heartbreaking turn as Leslie has deservedly so earned her an Academy Award nomination. Good for her. This is one of those nominations that fools me into thinking that the Academy knows what they are doing and not just presenting us with a popularity contest. But then I recall that Avatar and Top Gun are nominated for Best Picture, and I remember what a joke the Academy Awards are. But I digress. <laughs> you do. Riseborough as Leslie is one of those heartbreaking performances that are impossible to forget. I found myself rooting for her every time she seemed to take strides to getting her life together while waiting for her to self-sabotage with another terrible life choice. The film was perfectly placed. Pl place? Paced? That's the word I'm Yeah, I know. For. The film was perfectly paced and felt authentic until the conclusion where we fast forward to the last scene. This felt rushed and... Hey, I said that. I know. <laughs> this felt rushed and tacked on as too much is resolved without much explanation of how the story could have gotten to that point. I wish this was not the end of the film, but up until that point, this was a near perfect bit of cinema. While the ending was unsatisfying, it did not take away from the journey up to that point. Marin and Risebrow were amazing, and to Leslie, even though the end wasn't great, was still Mondo. I'll give it to you. I'm not going to argue with it. There's so yeah. much to like about this film. And I and it's... I and I and I get what you're saying too, because that the ending. Here's the thing. They, I think they fast forward 10 months or something. Yeah, I think it's it's eight or 10 months. I yeah. kind of wanted, I would like to have seen what happened in that 10 months. If, like, I think, I, I, you know. They, they did that twice in the movie and it was effective the first time because yes. you went from her being on top of the world. And yeah. I guess that's the way it's bookended. She's on top of the world. She's at rock bottom. She's getting back to, she's not on top of the world, obviously. Yes, yeah. but. But, you know, not with she's, two clients. she's in love and her <laughs> son's back in her life and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. I guess. So I, I guess that's the idea that it's bookended with that. But there had to be a, a more effective transition. Well, and, and it didn't have to be like that. To either. me, it was it let's, was way too just, Disneyland. Yeah, like it was. Let's just end it. She finds a place. She wants to open it. Yes. That's great. Close it. Yes. End it there. Let us draw our own conclusions. Yes. It was. And, you know. Am I complaining that there's a happy ending? 
maybe somewhat, but I don't, I, I, I really felt like that. It was like, okay, so she hasn't heard from her son in eight months and all of a sudden him and his mom is there. Like it was just, mm. there was too many things in it for me that like, there was other parts in it that had some, I think some gaps in it. Like the, the scene at the amusement park, but there was some, there were some issues I had with that. I and that. you know, but I agree with you. This film is a joy to watch. And people who like happy endings, like Murray, probably would have actually liked this because it had a happy ending. Yeah, I and, was, I was, I was watching with someone that I think appreciated the ending more than I did. They, yeah, they, they wanted her. To well, be, see, if to, you saw it with me, her, she you wanted probably, her to be there to, you know, do all right. In the yeah, end. see, if you watched it with me, we probably, you probably emotionally would have connected and you would have gave it a mad like it deserves. But because <laughs> right now everything you're saying, I disagree with, which just kind of makes me a little happy. There you go. I can't wait to see what happens next. <laughs> she she was uh, she was amazing. I wish she just wasn't going against Kate Blanchett at the Academy Awards because that's probably going to be a problem. Yeah, Kate. Yeah, yeah she's not. But no, you know, it's it's good for her to be nominated, and, uh, yeah, and hopefully, people will go back and look at her. From what I hear, there was controversy about that too. But I had no idea. I didn't read into it. I mean, when you look at her in Possessor and you see her in this, like you can tell she has range. Oh, she's great. Right, like that that in itself, and same with um, with Owen Teague, right? Like. Yeah, I, I, he's he's an up and comer. I'm I am always excited when I see Owen Teague. Number one, he seems to be picking really good projects, and number yeah. two, the kid can act. I know we didn't do any homework, but I have a feeling he's going to come up in a few minutes here. Mm. Anyway, what else did we see, Merman? Are we ready? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> if we weren't already punished enough by Creed three, we stuck around and watched another movie. Which we were lucky enough to be the only three in the whole theater. Yes. That was the best experience. Was, yeah, I'm going to mention that as well. Um, <laughs> there's always hope. Is there? Which was actually like finished like two years ago, apparently. Yeah. Um, hope, who is the youngest daughter in the family, travels to Portugal to see her father in an attempt to orchestrate a reconciliation between her parents. <sighs> Uh, okay. Wow. This was so bad. It was practically unwatchable Hallmark Channel lifetime crap with a lame parent trap twist. <laughs> We're all going to be saying similar stuff. Yeah. By the way. Well, I'm he said I could use it. So yeah, I absolutely. Absolutely. You do, you earn that Let's parent trap. Let's look lot. at the cast. Cole Meany whose screen credits include bad guys in Con Air and Under Siege and Damn United and countless others. Mm. Uh, and he's that, also too. that ornery guy from one of those Star Trek shows that I never watched. Uh, here, he is a lovable old guy uh, who is apparently, uh, sorry, sorry, lovable old puppy who is apparently incapable of fighting to save his own marriage. His wife... The girl from Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Who is 20 years younger than him. Um, I have no idea who Hope was, except she couldn't act, but she was cute as a bug in a rug. She was cute as a bug in a rug. Meany even cast his own daughter, who isn't much of an actress either. The highlight of this cast was Gabriella the maid. Yeah, Gabby. Who was a delight in every scene. She's always so happy. Only the yeah. movie was about her. Yeah. When's her movie coming out? Despite that, uh, Jim and I had an awesomely good time <laughs> for one reason. 
<laughs> this movie annoyed the crap out of Bryce. It was a good thing the three of us were alone in the theater. Because Bryce got up a lot. <laughs> and yelled at the screen, <laughs> stormed off, and was generally agitated for the entire 95 minutes. It was so good. This was worth the price of the ticket by itself. As for the movie, uh, yeah, it was a rage. It was made two years ago and buried. It should have stayed dead. At least the landscape of Portugal was nice. Yeah, I love Portugal. All right, I'm actually not gonna. I, 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 I didn't even want to freaking write a review about. I like. I That's just. I, I don't want to think about this. I didn't want to relive anything, but. Anyways, there's always hope. It's an outdated mess. Every performance is terrible. Every line of dialogue is terrible. Every note of music is out of place and terrible. Everyone involved with this should be banned from making any more films outside of perhaps made-for-TV films produced by the likes of the W Network or the Hallmark Channel so that I don't have to witness them ever again. This was crap and had not one redeeming thing in the entire project. It, was even it wasn't even laughably bad. It was just excruciating to witness. I hate, hate, hate hated this if this is the crap that cineplex films is going to produce they will not be producing movies for very long apparently the rest of the world got the memo as if it wasn't for the film rage crew there would have been no one at the screening this was garbage this was a rage the likes i have not seen in a while this was freaking awful i hated this bloody movie <laughs> so man <laughs> so so, oh, no, but he said there was nothing good in it. There was so, nothing so good in it. So he didn't even mention Gabby. Gabby, you know what? Gabby's, blah, whatever. She was, she was a... Come on. She wasn't She wasn't the most horrible thing in it, but she still... If if Gabby's your high point for this movie... She well, was the high point you, of every oh, movie. Oh, she's just, she's she, just there. There was so much joy. You know what? He just doesn't want to give her credit because right. then he'd have to give it a man. Ultimately, her performance was equal to a performance that he just gave a Matt out no, for in a terrible most, movie. That's not the most ridiculous thing you've ever said, but it is ridiculous nevertheless because you've said some pretty ridiculous crap. It's true. I have said some ridiculous crap. Mm. Well, the best thing in this movie is Gabby. Was, well, we'll get to Gabby. All right. Was there was actually only one texting shot. Almost every single person in this movie actually made phone calls. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in watching movies that are made specifically for millennials or anybody that owns a phone, is that you know what people wanna go to the movies to watch? They wanna watch people send texts to each other yeah. in movies so that yeah. we can read their texts. I'm like, no, that's not what we wanna do. The, how about you pick up the phone and call some person? So right away, I've got one more, I've got one plus above Creed Three. The other great and more importantly thing about this that made this so enjoyable, which Murray has already alluded to, mm. was Murray and I watching Bryce watching this Lose movie. Is shit. That that purpose and moment alone in my experience in the cinema outshines any experience I've ever had in in the cinema is being in the room with Bryce when he completely completely lost his shit and so thank god there was no other people in here so for that alone this should be a mondo this film was like watching a 1950s british elvis movie the dialogue was incredibly annoying but worse was the delivery. The delivery was like a stage play, but not a good stage play, which are very rare. Uh, 
but a really boring and badly timed play where it was like choppy turn-taking type play where, you know, now it's your turn to talk. No, no, now it's my turn to talk. No, now it's your turn to talk. No, no, it's my turn to talk. And nothing was fluid or delivered in any sort of natural way. The music, however, this is another point on the positive. The music in this Terrible. made me laugh every single time it came on. And mostly it's because it was never placed in the right place. There was never music. There was either not music when there should have been music or the music would come in right at a time where it's like, you know, that's not when the music should enter in this. It was like somebody didn't really list, watch the movie as they were putting the score in it. The score is exactly like you would expect from a 1950s film that repeated on nauseum. Like it was just all the way through this film was almost the same thing. I'm like, okay, when's that piano key coming? When's that piano note coming? When's that piano note coming? And it's, it, I built a mantra, so it helped me relax. Now, not in a long time have I had so much fun in a movie, as I've mentioned, with my besties. I pretty much laughed through the entire film, which, you know, I don't often do in comedies. Um, now, on the film rage, Gabby scale, I'd give it seven Gabbies out of seven. Uh -huh. On my experience with the boys, I would give it 11 British Elvis movies out of 11 British Elvis movies. Mm. Minus the Elvis, mind you. Because Elvis had charisma. There, there wasn't was anybody in this that had charisma no other than Gabby. But the movie was a complete hallmark made for TV rage of a film. But even though this movie was completely awful and at no point did I ever want to run out of the theater vomiting like I did with Creed 3, makes this better than that movie. No, it doesn't. The experience was Mondo, but the film was a desperate rage. Of course it was. Yes. Rage! This was literally the funnest time I've ever had in the cinema. I really did. Like it was just it was funny because I we wish were, I could have we shared were, that. We were we were sitting there in the movie theater and it was like we could tell Bryce was squirming and Marie yeah. and I would be giggling beside each other about stuff. One other person in the theater. Yeah. He would have had to just sit there. Yeah, he would have just had to his sit head there. head would have exploded. It was funny. I think it was like at 30 minutes in, he gets up and he goes, What the hell is actually happening? He yells the screen and just, <laughs> just, like, walks away. I'm like, Where's he going? And then he starts pacing around the cinema. And then from that moment on, Marie and I could not stop laughing. It was literally the joyous experience I've had in a movie theater. Yeah, because like every minute, just, another you know cliched, stupid plot point showed up, and, and then the music and made it even funnier. Because like, oh my god, yeah, sure, that's gonna happen now. And then we get and a side like, shot. Oh of my god, it, it's the parent trap. <laughs> it was a parent trap. Come kidding. on, you gotta admit we had fun that day. You guys had fun. I didn't have you, any fun. You were laughing. You were laughing. Yeah. You were laughing with us. I don't. I don't remember laughing. I just remember agony and. <laughs> Just piled on top of more. It was ugh, that is it is the most unwatchable piece of crap. I I, I hated this movie. I just hated it. 
Yeah. At least it was only 90 minutes. It was seven. Was it? Yes. It was seven Gabby's out of seven. Holy crap. It seemed like it was six hours long. It was seven Gabby's out of seven. No, it was just (laughs) garbage. Now, before we go to our next segment, which we're eating up time like crazy. This is going to be a seven hour episode. Uh, Bryce did see another film that Maria and I didn't see. And he's just going to tell us a little bit about it. Because I think the belief was, is that there was a reason that at some point we should see this. At least that's the impression I got from Bryce. Yeah. Um, I also saw Juniper. Um, I don't have much to say. I think everybody should go watch it. Uh, it stars Charlotte Rampling and she is absolutely amazing in this. It's one of the best performances that you will see. Um, she is a freaking treasure. Um, basically it's just about a, uh, matriarch who her grandson comes to live with her for, for like the summer and, uh, just what happens. And that sounds really boring, but it's not cause she's amazing. She's a former war photographer oh, wow. who has a bum leg now and she's wheelchair bound and she's pretty much lives on gin and it is just, it's, it's like a, my kind of girl. It's an amazing movie. And I, I'm trying to think the last time I saw her in a movie. I, I don't think she makes too many anymore. Yeah, either. probably not. But man, I'm glad she came out of semi-retirement to do this because oh, nice. it. She is amazing, and it is a. It's really worth watching. So, if you get so a chance mondo. to watch Juniper. Yeah, it's it's a total mondo. Nice, awesome. Leading on a happy note to get into the Merman Minute. <laughs> Okay, I was going to talk about great boxing movies. But then you realize there isn't any. after seeing Creed 3, I now hate boxing. (laughs) Thanks for that, Michael B. Jordan. Sunday night will be the Oscars, which one of us will be watching. Which Sunday? This Sunday coming up. Oh. Isn't there like a college basketball game on? I'm sure you can watch that. I think the the XFL's on. They're not even on TV anymore. First week out, after the first week, they just... Stop broadcasting it. Guess it's that bad. Uh, no, they always were going to put it on the app. Oh, They're trying bad. to get people to sign up for that's their app. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so what about so the Oscars? So I thought I would check out a past Best Picture winner. Oh, okay. All right, Green Book. But so you had never seen it before. Had never seen it before. Okay. Mm. And I was pretty ticked off that it won that year. Hmm. I think a lot of people were. I figured it had Viggo Mortensen. How bad could it be? Yeah. Okay, so based on a true story, sort of, uh, according to the family of the musician in the film, the two men were not good friends, as the movie pretends. Uh, that wasn't a good start. Second, uh, Mahashrila Ali, or whatever his name is, won Best Supporting Actor. He beat out Sam Rockwell, Sam Elliott, Richard Grant, and your boy, Adam Driver, hmm. Black Klansman. Yeah, I, I think it was fine. His yeah, performance was so. not worthy of any of those, any words. Uh, so maybe dis- one scene. Disagree. Maybe yeah. one scene. He was very good. Eh, he was all right. As for mesmerizing, Vigo kicked his ass in pretty much every single scene they were in. Mm. Um, the movie itself beat out Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Roma, yeah. A Star yeah. is Born. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't stand Gaga, but I think any of those movies would have been a better choice. If that's what it beat out, then no. That, <laughs> that's a week. But God, that's been more Sorry, than that. What are the lists? That's can't be. Oh, there was like ten. Four. That's the only three they know, they mentioned. There was ten movies. That oh yeah, yeah there's okay. there was better movies on that list. Anyway, no question. It, those it, it's better than all those though. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, there must have been some porn films that were better than some of those. Yeah, exactly. Full feature porn By, films. Finally, the controversy. The producer and son of the main character made some racist comments to Donald Trump in a tweet in 2015 about Muslims cheering the Trade Center Towers falling on 9-11. This is the guy's son. Uh, The director and brain trust behind Dumb and Dumber was accused of multiple sexual assaults. And as I mentioned, the family of Don Shirley said the two men were not friends. Add to that racial stereotypes and the whole white savior theme of the film. There um, is a lot of that. Yeah, there is super. a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a scene where he gets him to try fried chicken. He's like, I never had chicken before. I'm like, really? It's like, well, then maybe he doesn't like it. Anyway, all that aside, I enjoyed Beagle's performance, but the film was a mediocre meh. I don't know how it even went but whatever. Yeah, I would agree it wasn't best picture quality. I think for me, it It if you separate it, like you almost with biopics now, you have to try and watch the biopic and not know the real story just to sort of see, this is a movie. It's not really a biopic because there's I've yet to ever see a biopic now that actually fully properly represents the the real characters in it. Well, no, because they have to create stuff for dramatic effect. Yeah, they but, don't. But they don't. Because documentaries some, don't do that. Sometimes there are such good stories that they have to twist to... I don't know why they do it. Yeah. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of those cases where they made Live yeah. Aid about his AIDS diagnosis. And yeah. it's like, what in the... These are not connected in any way. I know. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Well, no, I'm glad was, you finally got to see it, okay. though, It was overrated, but whatever. Yeah, I would uh, agree. I like Vigo, but yeah, I mean... This Ali guy, I've seen him in other movies. He's been a lot better in. He's amazing in everything and he does. Just, he is. I, I didn't like his character in this one at all. He used to be yeah, mesmerizing, like but him. someone beat him out. I can't remember who. I don't know. Oh, well. Anyway, so that's what I did last weekend. That's in awesome. to all the previewing. <laughs> I watched a lot of movies last week. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Boxing movies. I fucking hate them. I hate sports movies. I hate every single sports movie that I can think of at this particular moment. I'm sure there's two that have been made that I don't like, but boxing movies particularly are the worst things that have ever been made. There's never anything that's original about them. There's never anything that surprises me about any of them. There's 
No matter how good any of the performances so, are, 99 times out of 100, they're all terrible. Usually the acting's bad. The scripts are usually the exact same. It's cookie-cutter replacement I don't for know, something else. I don't else. know this obsession with, with originality. Sometimes you what just want... What are you want, talking about? Sometimes you just want to... No. If I... Okay, so you let's You just put, want something familiar that no. you can just sit, so sit back and enjoy. Familiar to me is watching a genre. Perhaps... And, hey, don't, don't get me wrong. I know people want to see sports movies. Yep. I don't. All right. That's what made me makes me rage. Uh, put me in front of a Lord of the Rings movie anytime. I know it's not your favorite no. genre. Put me in front of Keanu Reeves kicking someone in the dick. Yeah, I am Keanu perfectly Reeves fine with that. Are or even better, ladies who kick ass and punch he dicks. Right. He made a lot of sports. That's, International Women's yeah, Keanu Reeves, The Replacements, Keanu Reeves, Hardball. Yeah, I didn't say I like those movies, but I like Baby Keanu G. Reeves. How could you not love Baby G in, in Hardball? No, it was... You had to weep when Baby G... I've never... I don't... Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Baby G, when he died? Oh, how could you not be... I just want everybody in every sports movie to die, so it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I've yet to cry. Like, I cry a lot. You know me. Like, I'll be watching Bambi's mom. Fuck, I was on the floor crying. You, you know, you put, put a good scene... That's supposed to make me cry. I'm going to cry. Sports movies? Never. I'm like, nope. Let them all drop dead. I don't care. That's my rage. Right. Suck it. <laughs> like I said, I happen to like some sports movies, but they have to be done well. Yeah, they're never done well. At least none what I've seen. The Replacements. I was crying at the end of that. Yeah. Sobbing like a baby. I hear people like Rudy, too, but that I never saw Rudy. Terrible. Rudy's talking terrible. about Keanu Reeves movies. Surprise, surprise. My rage is Tim Lewiston, the man who wrote and directed There's Always Hope. By writing this movie equivalent to an abortion, he not only introduced me to how truly bad a film can be, but also resulted in me witnessing the incompetent performance of Hannah Chin. She makes Tommy Wiseau look like a master thespian. I have not had a film or a performance fill me with so much rage in a long time. Tim Lewiston, please do not make any more movies. You suck. That is my rage. So is it the abortion? Like, what part of the abortion? Is it the fact that the dead fetus is there? Or what part of the... <laughs> I know you're not anti-abortion, so I mean... Who's had a chin? I'm just saying. She was she's the, hope. I, she's hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's didn't, didn't know her chin? name. <laughs> I had not learned her name. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's never going to forget it now. Apparently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope. There is always hope. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Oh, man. So, the lists. So, whoever's listening, if this is the first time you're catching our podcast, um, go check out our website, filmrageyyc.com. We have a, a page on there called The Lists. On it, we have four different categories. We have the doubted, the undoubted, the mesmerized, 
and the repulsive. So, we've been trying to work on our mesmerized list because we ultimately feel, and when you think of mesmerized to us, when that person is on the screen, you can't look at anything else on it. It could be in the middle of the Alps. It could be watching the most cinematography-ridden film you've ever seen. But if that person's on the screen, it's like you want to look at them and nothing else. Mm. So we had a three, three-way, mm. which normally is like my favorite kind of way. We had Harvey Keitel, yep. Harry Dean Stanton, yep. and Max, Max von Sydow. Or Saido. 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 Um, in a movie that I had never seen before called Death Watch from 1980. Mm. Thank you, Murray, for letting us watch this visionary masterpiece of science fiction. <laughs> I might be overstating it a little. I'm just glad it was free. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of glad it was free, too. So, um, remember last week when we said... Man, I think Harvey Keitel may be in for trouble on this. Remember yeah. when we said that? I do. Did you say that? Yeah. So I think we all trust each other now because you officially voted off Tilda Swinton, your favorite actress that's ever lived. Yes, so I, I know you're always going to be truthful. And Murray doesn't know how to lie. It's just oh, in his, I do. But his, I don't. Like his, I'm, I'm brutally honest. He's like Pinocchio. Time. Whenever he lies, his penis gets bigger. So, that's right. Um, so... To me, I mean, it's kind of unfair to a certain degree because Kaitel is so much in this and the other two are just barely into the five-minute mark. So um, I didn't like, I'm just being honest here, I didn't like Harvey Kaitel's sort of first 10, 20 minutes of this film. But then once he got into the character, I thought he did an amazing job. I thought he was very average. Yeah, I, th- I thought he through was the, good through the whole thing. I thought El- I didn't think anybody was great in this. I to be was, quite honest, I didn't think anybody was great either. I mean, yeah. I, if you're forcing me to choose someone, I'm I'm, I'm well, not choosing Harvey Keitel. Though. Yeah. So well, the, well, the, well, you know where I'm going with this. I think I know where you're going with this, and well, let's hear what Murray has to say because if you and I kind of feel the same way, well. Again, we have the same problem we seem to have all the time because, yeah, I don't watch every movie in the world. And I don't always know how much the person's in the movie when I'm. No, no. They were all. They were all. They all qualified because there, the rules we there, have yeah, is five there, minutes of, of screen time. There was a lot of Harvey Keitel. Yes. A little bit of Harvey Harry Dean Stanton yep. and like one or two scenes of Max. But at, he was there for the seven and a half minutes. Yeah, but again, it doesn't seem fair. But. I'm pure acting. I thought Harry Dean Stanton was flat. I thought the scenes he was, he was in, too. he didn't do much. But I thought they were I all thought flat. Everyone was flat. And, I actually and, didn't and, mind the movie, but the I performances mean, were flat. I mean, which Max is was okay, but he was just sitting in a chair talking. I mean, he wasn't really. Yeah, I thought she actually the actress. Oh, she this? was better than all. of them. I thought she was better than all of them. I don't know who yeah. she is. But yeah, no. Are we voting, or are we just gonna kibosh the whole thing? Yeah. So my vote is that because. Like the whole, the whole concept of the mesmerized list to were, reiterate were, you, were we mesmerized by anybody on the screen? In no. So normally case, so. we would pick who is, but they have to at least be mesmerizing for us to say they were mesmerizing in the film. Yeah. And all three of them were flat. My say, I'm. This could be a win week for pulling people from the list because so. I I vote 
that we turf all three of them. They didn't wow. deserve. They didn't deserve a paycheck on this movie. I like Tarby, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, but did you love him? Like, did you go, wow? Like I mean, I, the thing is, the thing is, and nobody would go off, and they all deserve to go off because I would. I literally wrote down Max von Sydow. Dot. 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 I guess. Yeah, I didn't even think. think I just yeah. like I. Uh, yeah. No, let's let's turf them all. No, all nobody right. was mesmerizing. This is good. Oh, her name was Romy Schneider. Sure. Yeah, she was good. She was awesome. She, she out-mesmerized them all. She did, but she, you know, I wouldn't describe her as mesmerizing either. She was very no, good I'm, in the movie. No, I'm, I'm not putting yeah, her on. I I'm not know. taking them off and putting her on. I'm just I saying. I understand. I'm just saying. But, yeah, they got out-mesmerized by someone that's not even on the list and is not going to be on the list. So, there you have it. All right. So, um, someone we talked about earlier... Uh, into Leslie. Mm. So I haven't done the legwork, so if you don't want, we can bring him up on another episode. Okay. But Owen Teague, I think we need to look at what he's been in. Because I think there's a possibility he could make he could make the Undoubted. Really? Well, he seems to pick, although because to me, it won Okay, so if you I thought it one and two were movies, both meh, yeah. then he, he's, he's not. Uh... Those, so those were back-to-back? I believe so. If those are back-to-back, then he's not. Because you thought both of them were meh. I thought both of them were meh. Okay. Well, I liked them both, out. but none yeah. of them were. Neither yeah, yeah. Well, were. That, that's... Yeah. Hey, the rule is the rule. Remember the empty man? Isn't that? It was a Mondo. Yeah. I'm looking over... There must have been something split in those movies. Clover. You had to be in something in between those two. I have no idea who you're talking about. We're talking about Owen Teague. Never heard of him. Yeah, there was. He was in Montana yeah, so yeah, Story. Yeah, there was. So TV movie. Uh, okay, so. Uh, ugh, so, yeah, uh? yeah. No, unfortunately, he can't make it. Why He's is got that? two two masks. I see you. Do you remember I see you? Horror movie. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a man. Yeah, it's a man. Yeah, and then he was in the movie Mary. I don't remember Mary. Which is also a man. And then Doesn't it, mean I it, didn't chapter see two it, is, is actually it. also a man. So there's three yeah. actually in a row. So there we go. Unfortunately, but you know what? I'm I'm I put him on as potentially mesmerizing for the future. Yeah, I I'm, I I need to see more from him to be honest before I He's been in a lot of stuff. I so know he has. Get to I, watch I him. still I still need to see more. Get to watch him. But uh yeah. What was he what did I just see him in? He was like a Montana prison story. guard. Oh, that. Oh, I don't know. Was he a prison guard or a prison? No, he was a prison page. guard. No? Okay. Uh, with what's her head in it? Oh, yeah. Good old what's her head. Yeah, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> That's Murray's favorite is what's her head. Was it? Was it? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyways, eh, it'll come matter. to you. It wasn't in two Leslie. So, oh, but he's oh. been in a lot of stuff. Anyways, whatever. Keep your eyes peeled for this young man. Yeah. No, he's really uh, good. What do you think, Mer? Is that enough? Uh, well, I have something. For next week? Uh, no, all that too, but... Uh, you'll guys probably put a kibosh on it, but... I uh, watched two movies last weekend when I wasn't doing other stuff. And I cried at the end of both of them. Oh, I love it when you cry. And they both starred the same person. Hmm. So you're putting them up for mesmerizing? I or? am throwing it out there. All right. Okay. What's the movie whatever. or what's the... Uh, 
His name mm. is Robin Williams. Oh. I watched Hook, cried at the end of that. And I, I watched Mrs. Hook. Doubtfire, and I cried at the end of that. Really? And every movie I've ever seen him in, good or bad, he is always the best thing on on. Oh, that's on actually screen. really, that was really good thought out, right? So, yeah. I mean, take with it what you will, but mm. I, you know... Rest in peace. I love the man. He was amazing. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm thinking of when he's against other people. Like I really, he's been a really lot of movies with a lot of people. I really can't take list. my eyes off Robin Williams when he's on the screen. He'd be it in a drama or in a in a comedy. I mean, yeah, his last couple of movies. Nah, uh, we don't have to go there because yeah. it's we're not talking about the undoubted. We're just talking yeah, about bad. his presence on the screen. And you yeah. know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm going to say that he, you know, he's on Mesmero's list. Let's do it. All right. All right, then. Well played, Murr. I'm glad you agree. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. Because, uh, you know, sometimes... Okay, so you're looking for somebody, are you? Yep. We want to know what we're seeing next week. And we got rid of... Three. Harry Dean Stanton, no Harvey Keitel, and, and no Max. Max. And Maxie. All right. Well, I got one. I'm not totally sure how much they're in this, but somebody who is also no longer with us. Alan Rickman. Oh, okay. Okay. And Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who I have no idea who that is, but mm. it's the only movie I could find with her in it. Okay. All right, what's the movie? It's called Portraits in Dramatic Time. Portrait in Dramatic Time. Portraits, yeah. Portraits. But, yeah, they're dramatic both in it, time. and they're both at least in the top four or five listed. So. Okay. Cool. Nice. I don't know how much they're in it, but, yeah, it's the only thing, literally the only thing I saw that she was in. So... She may go to our list of no matches if she survives this one. <laughs> mm. Well, now that you've added Rob, Robin Williams. Yeah, well, I'm sure <laughs> I'll find some more stuff now. But. Nice. It's the list that just keeps on giving. It's yes. the list that keeps on giving. Awesome. Yeah, we're still doing stuff, aren't we? Good work. Yeah, we still right. still got other stuff shit to do. It's going right. to be the longest episode ever. But you know. Yeah, let's just get into Rage or Dare. Cause this is that is what we're doing? Just, yeah. Just... Hey, I know that music. Last week on Rage or Dare, with the boys done with their death by high school musical challenge, they had lots of options for how to rage. They chose to take a big scoop from Murray's ice creamy bucket of rage, obviously fearing what I may have in store for them, which, when you think about it, is probably a wise choice. I have to admit, my protege, Lil Merman, has done a respectable job giving them the rom-com masterpiece 27 Dresses with an actress the boys find highly repulsive, Katherine Heigl. This week, it is up to Bryce alone to rage or dare. What? And let's find out if Katherine Heigl not only repulses the crew, but if she also has the power to make them rage. Okay, first. I probably shouldn't mention that this is one of my favorite wedding movies, right? Benny! Benny! <laughs> Benny! Benny and the Jets! Likes cock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt there. Okay. Sorry, Casey. Okay, 
No, so first off, I don't believe it's my turn. You time. say you say this every, every time. time. I'm not going through it. It's your turn. Suck it up, princess. <sighs> All right. Uh, 27 dresses is predictable and cliched and the type of movie I should absolutely hate. But honestly, it wasn't that bad. Really? <laughs> really? What? Catherine Heigl, I think, is absolutely repulsive. But she was tolerable in this. She's as tolerable as she's ever been in are, this movie. Are you saying we're taking her off the repulsive list? <sighs> oh, I, no. But, well, I got to think about More that. Maybe, maybe we are. I counted and I genuinely laughed four times. I laughed four times in this movie. That's more than I laugh in most comedies. Was this a comedy? I think so, yeah. In theory. Well, I, I laughed. I didn't. So, I mean, it, it was all forgettable, so I don't know what I laughed at, but, but I know that I laughed. James Marsden was adorable as usual. Why this guy's stars in nothing but garbage is kind of strange, as he's not that bad an actor, and he's always very likable on screen. Edward Burns, however, is pretty awful in this. What what happened to him? Remember when he burst on the scene with the brothers McMullen and everybody thought this guy was going to be a force as a writer and director and actor? Seriously, what happened to that guy? Beats me. But back to 27 Dresses, which I would describe as surprisingly watchable and can be also described as the lowest of mez. I didn't hate it. You know, um, you know that's going to make us... Sorry, make you yeah. have to watch some James Marsden films. All right. You do know that, right? How does that going to have to make me? What, what are you talking because about? Because he's, he's actually doubted. He is doubted. Yeah. So if you've given something a mad, there's a possibility you've given I just something have to, else. No, I have to look at the other that. side of it. Like That's right. I don't have to. Either anything. side. Well, you, we'll be talking about James Marsden next ever. week. He's still doubted. Yeah. No, we don't know that. Yet. I just said that I don't know why he picked such crap. Well, maybe he hasn't. He this just is, gave this a meh. This is meh. Well, let me tell you what I thought of this. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I watched it really early in the morning. What happens when you put the cutest actor on the planet who also happens to be doubted and then pair them with one of the most repulsive actresses to walk the face of the earth? Well, you get a rom-com yeah. with a formula so undoubtedly repulsive that's what you get. Mm. If it's not operating on the formula of every Three's Company episode, it's replicating every other rom-com with the cookie-cutter ideas of Clueless Man, stupid lead actress being on a saint level who never gets their dreams to come true. Ultimately, these movies lack the ability to show that people in rom-coms don't ever communicate. And, <clears throat> of course, all other kinds of stupid. I would really like to see a rom-com where people aren't stupid or annoying and make them normal and human. Without the cuteness of James Marsden, this film would be completely unwatchable. Although, I do have to admit, the secondary characters of Judy Greer and Malik Pancholi were also not disgusting. Yeah. Plus, the soundtrack on this was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And it at times made me feel like I didn't completely hate the music. There you go. 
I'm hearing nothing but But good. the score was boring and typical. Yeah, wow. So although there are 27 dresses, yep. there's usually one emotion when I watch this film. Oh. Can you guess what that is? Meh. No. Rage. Oh. This movie's terrible. It's not James great. Marston is cute. No, it's really bad. It's there's again. I don't know what's <laughs> what's happened to you. Is it by you falling in love and 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 it. nesting now that you have no uh, bearings on what is good and what is good in, good into anymore? That's no. a, that's a new word, by the way. You pushed watch, me to a point. I watched this by of myself goodent. early in the morning, and by the way, my significant other thinks this is a terrible movie. She hates it. Well, because it's terrible. That's yeah. why it should be hated. But I was bad. I laughed. I laughed four times. You don't even know why you laughed. I don't you remember. You could have laughed because Kim pulled your finger, or I think I laughed. I can actually. I remember one time I, I laughed when Judy Greer slapped Catherine. Yes, Heigl. exactly. That was funny. Judy Greer's funny. Yeah, that she's in the movie. It's meh. You know what? You, it's the, a really, really low meh. You know, the measurement sticks that you now put on things to say, oh, you know, this movie was terrible. It's predictable. And it's all that. Yeah. But, you know, four things that were funny that weren't any to do with the main characters. Yeah. Because it was probably either her or the other dude you I know just what? mentioned. If, if something's a rage is if, if at the end of it, I'm like, I can't believe I watched that crap. There was nothing redeeming in there. And then it's a rage. If there's stuff in there that I was like, you know what, it's all right, then it's a meh. No, it's terrible. I didn't mind it. And you know what's even more terrible? No. You, you're terrible. All right. All right so you get to rage or dare. I don't. Are you sure it's my turn? Let's just. No, I'm not well, checking my turn. because it is your turn. All right. So you can take from the dare bag. You can. Oh, the audience dare bags back in play. Yeah, or you can empty my tasty bag. Uh, Don't forget Casey's bag. No, Casey's, Casey's, Casey's is saved for the for, both of us. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. The dare bag. And, you know what? It's been well, so long since I've taken you, from the audience dare bag. Plus, they give me nothing but good stuff. You and Casey part. are together. Uh, plus oh. the dare bag. We got a three-way going on. See, there we are with three-ways again. Well, there's nothing wrong with those. Mm. All right. So I'm going to pull something from the audience dare bag. All right. The audience has spoken, and they have said that Rice. I am going to enjoy the whole 10 yards. Now, nice. is that? That is Matthew Perry. Oh, that's Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's a sequel to the first yeah. one. What was the first one called? The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. So it's one Same It's people. one louder. It's one more yard. There's probably, 11, there's probably the whole 11 yards, too. So Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and I want to say Natasha Henstridge. Maybe, yeah. Uh, what's her head's in it, too? Yeah, know. good I for you. Well, you know what? The happiness meter. Well, you're probably going to see one thing that makes you laugh, which will change you it to a mondo it for a you. Yeah, you maybe. laughed so hard that it became a mondo. Hey, if I laugh hard enough. <laughs> you, you better be laughing through the entire movie if it's going to become a mondo. It's not going to be. Or we're going to revoke, we're gonna revoke your voting skills. Voting rights. What? Yeah, Ever. your voting rights. Thanks, Thanks, Murr. Put your saris in a sack. <laughs> kind of like that. Oh, man. That's enough of that. Oh, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, also known as the God of Rage. For the voice of Rager Dare. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We're always wanting to make this raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel a rage, but no matter what you do, 
Ooh. Please, 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 pretty, please, 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 make us a rage on that same as a week. A rage on. Rage on.